0: I'm Jimmy James. I'm Carl Knapp. Carl is a practicing attorney in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. We're longtime friends, and once a week we get together to talk about divorce, child support, custody, criminal law, and much more. So come hang out, because this is Just Lawing Around. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Just Lawing Around podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about this story. Uh, It's a little bit older. It happened maybe two years ago, uh, but some new information has come about with it. It touches on custody. It touches on gun laws. It touches on, I guess, maybe the castle doctrine, uh, property rights with weapons. Uh, basically, this father tried to pick up his son uh, through through a custody agreement. I, I don't know if it's at the house where the son generally resides. It, it may be. Um, but that's where the mom was. And the father was supposed to be picking up the son there. And another guy, I guess, the boyfriend of the mom, the current boyfriend of the mom, or I, I believe that's who he is uh, you know, he wants the, the father to get off the property. It's, it gets a little agitated and the boyfriend of the mom goes inside, gets a gun, comes out and ends up shooting and killing the father on the property. Now this is all on video and it's all available. Uh, I'm sure we'll link it in the notes. If you guys want to see the video that we're talking about, uh, I would say definitely be advised before you watch it on what you're going to be seeing. Um, but there's a lot to unravel here in the interest of custody. And that's, that's something that I really wanted to push to talk about. And you know, this is an area that Carl's an expert in essentially. And I'm sure there's people listening that may have a situation similar. I'm not gonna say like this, but similar where maybe picking up your kid is a difficulty. Getting them on time um, might not always happen, or, or or the mother or the father, depending if you're the mom or the dad listening, giving you a hard time and using the kid as you know as leverage or as a pawn or you know to get revenge or anything to that nature. I think there's a lot to unravel here, Carl. You sent me this story. I think you saw it on Twitter and then sent it to me, and I think it unleashes a lot of questions, not only pertaining to custody, but you know just the legal system and. You know, who's in the right here? Who's wrong? Like, what do you think of this video?
1: Yeah, I I sent the video to you because I was, I I was just kind of, you know, scrolling through Twitter X now, I guess it's called. (laughs) And, you know, I I saw, I I saw this video and it struck me because they were arguing about custody and obviously most of my life or most of my clients spend their time arguing about custody. That seems to be the most emotionally charged thing that I handle as a family law lawyer. And I I think we've talked about that on other podcasts. Custody, people just go kind of crazy when they deal with custody. So I I was watching this thing and we will link it. But as you said, the father of the, there's two children, but I think it's the son that he went to pick up, and he goes, and the mother of the child is just very nonchalant. She's just like, oh, "He's not here. He's at my mother's. He's he's he'll be back later." And the father gets like progressively more pissed off. You know, I'm supposed to get him at three fifteen. It's my time. It Where does sound he? like it was an
0: ongoing thing. I mean, the father yeah, kind of made I, it sound like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. You know, this was not the first time he's having problems. And, you know, the, the mother, we're just watching a short video, she just seems to be like, you know, oh, well, right? Yeah, she like she doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, father gets more and more agitated, as he probably should, and then he starts saying, I'm going to take you to court, I'm going to take your mother to court, I'm going to take there's some other woman he named and want to take everybody to court. And then, and then this, I think it's mother's boyfriend. Before he comes
0: out, I just want to say, I I think that the father at this point, while being agitated, he wasn't being threatening. He wasn't physically being threatening. He was at least like, I don't know what, what would you say? Six feet away from the mom. I mean, yes, he's agitated and, and you know, maybe his voice is raised, but he's not in her face. He's not threatening her. He's not approaching her with any kind of threatening body language or behavior. He's just verbally agitated at this point.
1: Yeah, and, and he doesn't, he's, yeah, he's yelling and screaming, but he's not, like you said, he's not close to the mother. He's not like, you know, doesn't seem to be threatening the mother. And then this other guy comes out of the house and and starts, you know, saying, get out. It must be, It's obviously his property and you know he kind of interjects himself in all this which you know from a custody standpoint that's generally not a good a good thing to do i mean when i have custody cases and there's a third party involved it 90% of the time it makes things worse right so yeah. you know if people are listening you know if if you're dating somebody who's who's got a custody case with somebody else, just kind of stay out of it.
0: I mean, yeah. and this is
1: a prime example. Like, absolutely, he he shouldn't really be getting in the middle of this, and and I think that's where things start to to escalate when he starts to put himself in the middle. I get it; nobody likes, you know, their girlfriend or whatever to be yelled at, but. There was really no from what I see, there was no danger to her or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I mean it was just and him. He didn't have a weapon. He wasn't threatening. He was the only thing he threatened was taking them to court.
1: Yeah. And that was it. And, right. And and the interesting thing is is his the father's wife is in the car. So I guess he's remarried. So the video comes from You know, the guy who got shot, the father of the child. Right. His wife is in the car videoing the whole thing, which, I mean, the video, when you guys see it, it's like super, super clear. And it's pretty, you know, as I started watching it, I'm like, oh, this is just going to be people bickering over custody. And all of a sudden.
0: (laughs) yeah. Do you like watching those kinds of videos? Obviously not somebody getting shot, but do you like breaking down those kind of things?
1: Uh, You know, I. I. I do and I don't. I mean, I I feel It's probably
0: exhausting.
1: Yeah, it's exhausting. People, you know, people fight like this all the time and and it's exhausting. I don't know why people, you know, not to be naive, but like you got to be a grown-up, you got to be an adult. Yeah. Like if you have a custody order and the custody order says 3:15, you know, you should have the kid ready by 3:15 right i I don't know why that's so complicated in these cases, and I don't know why people gotta tweak each other and 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 screw with each other when you know the order says this guy clearly had a custody order it says the time of the exchange is three I think it's three fifteen so I don't mother's just like, well, he's not here he's somewhere else. I'll, I'll go tell you get why him. they do I, it I, yeah because
0: <laughs> there's no repercussions in the court system if you don't if you don't abide by it. Well, they hit you yeah, with a freaking a contempt. Okay. Well, you go home and nothing changes.
1: No, and, and, and you're right. I, I think the courts are partially responsible because the courts do not like contempt because that would be the answer. You go, you file for contempt. You go pay your lawyer, you know, a few thousand bucks to file a petition and appear in court. And, you know, three months from now, you're going to get a hearing and judge is going to say, okay, Mother, don't do it again. Right. I mean, in your 30
0: years, has anybody ever had like an actual penalty to it in contempt?
1: It's extremely rare. (laughs) It's really rare. (laughs) I mean, I've, you know, I've been doing this a long time, 30 years. Right. And it's very, very unusual for somebody to get sanctioned, you know, pay attorney's fees, pay a fine in, in a custody context. Because cause the there's always some, you know, back and forth. I don't know if mother's going to say, well, he was at a birthday party and the birthday party was supposed to end at three, but it really, it ran late and I didn't want to pull him away from the birthday party. No, it so doesn't that, matter.
0: Your custody time is your custody yeah. time.
1: But, but you're putting, you know, under that scenario, you're putting the kid first. So... You know, you're not doing it to tweak the other parent. You're doing it because you want little Johnny to have fun at the birthday party with his friend. Yeah, but the
0: other parent's gonna say, look, you're not putting the kid first because you're you're depriving him of time with me.
1: Yeah. And and yeah, that's the other side of the argument. Um, and then and then mother's gonna say, Well, you know, you don't do anything with him anyway. You know. Well, it's you, none of your you, business you what I do with him. <laughs> <laughs> he'd rather be at a birthday party than sitting in your house while you're watching football yeah. and the, the, little Johnny's playing Xbox.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, what's the point in a court order if it's not going to be enforced, you know?
1: I, I, and look, I agree. I, I think the courts have to get stricter on these things. There are some, some of these cases that are gray, right? Sure. It's, I, look, I'm it, sure it's, it's
0: not a blanket rule, but yeah, th- there's some of these things where they can crack down for sure.
1: Sure, you get stuck in traffic. Okay, you're going to the exchange point. Your car breaks down, which isn't common, but oh. it can happen. Right. I'm um, talking about just
0: blatant, you know, trying to interrupt it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And that's that's kind of what seems to have happened here. And then this other guy interjects himself, and yeah. he comes out with a gun, which now really escalates things, Um I'm not sure why he did that, but there there was a grand jury investigation, and the grand jury decided to not charge this guy. Um, uh, they're saying it was basically a justified homicide because of, you know, that he had a right to defend himself because he was at his property. Yeah, and but you know, talk, how, how is that like that, but <laughs> and
0: we'll go deeper into that. Cause I know there's a few more things you want to say about that, but what do you think about the kid now who has to live with this man as a stepfather who killed his father?
1: Yeah, that, that's a bigger, I mean, I mean, that's a big problem because we, we don't know if mother lives with this guy. Right. I, I'm not sure. And, and you know, from all the articles we kind of looked at, it didn't really say that, but I, I found it interesting that what that was one of the arguments made by uh, the father the 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 guy who got shot his his new wife filed for custody of the kids right saying that same thing that look these kids should not have to live with mother and mother's boyfriend you know the guy who killed their dad <laughs> yeah I agree and and so she filed for custody to get custody of the kids. Which, uh, which was interesting, although that got dismissed.
0: Well, yeah, because she doesn't have any like real relation to them, yeah, right? So she doesn't right. really have any right to do that. It's not like a grandparent yeah. right or something,
1: right? We, we we call it standing. Standing is the right, you know, to to go to the court and ask for something. She doesn't have any standing, right? Because she's not in any way related to the kids. And uh, I saw something where it said, "This is you know, Texas law says that." It would have to be some sort of blood relative, like you said, like a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle right. that could file to get these, you know, the kids away. I, I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, argument because I don't know that the mother so much is the problem. Now, a court, a court in custody could certainly say, that, look, mother, you have custody, but when you have custody of the kids, you can't be around uh, this guy. The The shooter was named Kyle Carruth, I think. So, you know, he, he has no rights to the kids. Right. The only way he sees the kids is when, you know, I guess when he's with mom, mom has the kids and maybe mom lives with him, Which would be an interesting case if, if, if somebody went in and said, look, Judge, um... We don't have a problem with mom having the kids, but mom should not be in the presence of the the guy who shot the kids' <laughs> dad to death, right? Yeah,
0: like I, that's and, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think I think I, I think a judge would probably agree with that on some level. I think that's a reasonable argument.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Especially yeah. if that kid knows,
1: you know. How can I mean, it's to say, how can you not know? I don't know how old the kid is right. I don't know said how old the kids were, but this is all over. You know, do and, you think this guy had means? any right
0: to even bring his gun out to begin with? Like, I think I look, I'm not against gun rights. I don't I don't think your gun rights should be taken from you. I, I'm, I definitely believe in the Second Amendment, but I think that I think that bringing the gun out in this situation agitated the situation further than it needed to be.
1: I think it's certainly, yeah. I don't think he should have bought the gun outside. I right. don't think there's any reason when he comes out with the gun, the, you know, the the other guy's not hitting the wife. He's not threatening the wife. He doesn't have a weapon. I mean, it looks like he's a pretty big guy and he's pissed off.
0: Yeah, but he's not being violent or anything. But he's not, yeah,
1: he's not really doing anything. So, you know, going in and getting the gun gun and not only getting a gun he, he pretty much comes right right up to the guy and gets in his face when he's got the gun in his hand
0: right and then he shoots Which, one round into the ground
1: yeah yeah he shoots one round into the ground and then you know the father doesn't really back down and he i think he says i'll take the gun from you and use it against you or something and he grabs at it
0: and i think that's where he has the problem
1: i i think that's where right I mean I think that's where a big part of the problem comes in because he grabs the gun they kind of rustle over it a little bit and then the the the, the homeowner gets loose and then he immediately kind of turns and shoots this guy
0: right so, uh, and I I think without those statements, I, I think that the the guy would be a hundred percent wrong this the stepdad or whatever his name is. Yeah. But the fact yeah. that he said, I'll take that gun and shoot you. And then the action of actually trying to do it, you know, yeah. it, that's where it gets tough for me. Cause like, okay, this guy just shot this guy. The question is, where did the wrong begin? Did it begin by bringing the gun out or did it begin by right. that statement and trying to take the gun and shoot the guy?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Like we, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, the, the, decedent's family is going to argue this all went south when the guy comes out with a gun.
0: Which I agree with.
1: So, you know, in law, we always talk about, you know, causation, right? But for but for his action of bringing the gun out, you know, would that have... There would be no crime, right? Or there would be no killing. Right. So that's, you know, someone's going to argue that's direct causation. But somebody else is going to say, well, the bringing of the gun out isn't the problem. The going over there and grabbing the gun... Is the problem. Well,
0: but well, he brought the gun out and then immediately approached the guy. So at, at what he, point does the other guy have a self-defense tactic in trying to take the gun and protect himself?
1: Yeah, I I think... It's tough to say because I was, I was looking, you know, at the video, like, when he he goes over and then starts to, you know, grab at it or whatever. And we were kind of breaking it down, like, you know, a little bit frame by frame yeah. saying, um, I, it's tough, right? I mean, I, and I, I'm sure, you know, whoever the grand jury was, they looked at it. And I think, you know, my theory is, you know, a lot of, this is Texas, right? So I think Texas is probably a pretty big you know pro-gun state and it's on this guy's property and i i think they kind of said look he's got a right to have a gun he has a right to come out you know the other guy shouldn't come over and grab the gun
0: but he didn't come over and grab the gun he was approached like i'll look at it this way like the father was approached by a man with a gun who shot a, who shot a round basically at the ground in between his legs. Now, if that father were to take that gun from him and shoot that man, would that father be charged with homicide?
1: If, if he takes it out and or murder, and, whatever it would be. Yeah. yeah. If he pulls it out of the other guy's hand and then shoots him. Yeah. It's probably, you know, is it continuing with the self-defense? Is he now defending himself? That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting, but you know, if, when I'm looking at this, and people are going to have to take a look, he comes out on the porch, when he comes out on the porch with the gun, the other guy's about five feet or ten feet away from him. Right. The, the angry father. The angry father walks up to him, which I, I have a problem with that, right? He walks up to him and says, I will take that from you and use it against you, you know? Um, right. Right. That's where I kind of have the problem cuz he you know he he tells him to leave he's got the gun and then the guy walks over to him and gets in his face Okay yeah yeah so I must yeah, have seen that see So I thought the yeah. guy
0: came out with the gun and went up to the father but no the stepdad yeah. came out with the gun and the father walked up to the stepdad yeah. like oh you're not going to use that or whatever he said
1: Yeah and, and and he's on the porch right and he gets right I mean, he he gets close. I don't know if somebody comes out with a rifle, <laughs> and I'm not walking towards them. You know what I mean? If somebody walks out with a rifle and says, "Get the hell off my property," guess where I'm going?
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm the same I'm running, way, I'm, like, gonna, like,
1: I'm running off the property. Yeah, I'm
0: getting. I'm I'm sc- I'm going to scram. Yeah, I'm with you on yeah, that.
1: I'm not going to be like, eh, "Let's see if this guy's going to do. It. Is he going to do it or isn't he going to do it?" No, yeah, I'm getting yeah. the hell. Off. I'm like, sorry, guy, I'm getting the I mean, out and this of here.
0: Is, it's a small, like, if you really break it down, to me, that behavior is a very small insight into who this guy was. Now, I don't know anything about him, so anything I say from here forward is just an opinion. But based mm-hmm. on that behavior, I feel like you may be dealing with somebody with an elevated ego, maybe an anger sure. problem. Uh, I mean, because a guy comes out with a gun and and the first thing he thinks to do is approach this guy with more aggression.
1: Right, and he gets chest to chest with him. I mean, he, right. he he walks over to the guy. He clearly walks over to the guy who's standing on the porch with the gun. Right. Um, so and I didn't so, even catch so, that. So when people are out there arguing, well, he shouldn't have come out with the gun. Okay, but but you know, the next question is, is you know, when we play the causation game, well, had the guy just backed off at that point? Sure. There's no. Shooting. I mean, when he Why came it? out with the
0: gun, he was at least 15 feet away, and he closed yeah. that gap immediately. Yeah. The father did
1: exactly right. And if I'm, look, if I'm, if I'm the shooter's, you know, attorney, nothing, nothing was, nothing was charged. Um, I think that's a big distinction, right? You know that that he goes over to him, guy comes out and says, "Get out of here and leave my property." And and like you said, the first thing is big angry dude does. I'm surprised, you know, he didn't shoot him on the way over. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And
0: then when he got in his face, I mean, he still only gave a warning shot. Yeah, I don't know. The more we look at this, the more I'm kind of like, I, Ch- I, I, is, I, is, not that I agree he, with either of them, but like I can understand maybe his perspective and why he did it.
1: Y- yeah, because, you know, and I'm watching it a little bit, you know, I, I think you're right, and and we don't know the whole history between these guys either, right? I, I still stand with I don't think the gun should have been brought out. I t- I, I look, I agree with that, but I don't know it w- it was a criminal act to bring the gun out. When I'm on, right. in my house, he's on his porch, it's on his yard. He tells the guy to leave. He comes out with the gun. The guy immediately comes over to him, gets in his face, and says, "Look, I'm going to take that gun." and use it against you and i'm paraphrasing but i think that's pretty much what he says the guy grabs the gun he pushes you know the other guy gets free i don't think he's got to wait around to see if the guy's going to get the gun from him next time you know <laughs> right right like well he didn't get it that time but you if know, he gets I it agree next time, i agree with that i'm I, dead i think the right? moment
0: he said i'll take that gun and shoot you with it I think the next, the very next footstep towards him, he had a right to shoot him.
1: I, that's what I, th- I think it probably would have been a cleaner case had he shot him right there. Right, but I, and I kind of, you know,
0: I give him respect for doing a warning shot, but the guy didn't I back do. off.
1: No, and, and and look, I'm we're, you know, this is what we do. <laughs> I know, I, I started on the dad's side, and now I'm kind of <laughs> yeah, swaying and, to the other mind, side. my mind, you know, I'm my mind as as I talk through this thing, you know, I I kind of am changing too. When I first saw this, I was like horrified. Like, oh my God, like this, this is, you know, a guy comes out with a gun. Why the hell did you come out with a gun? Blah blah. And I, I still don't think he should have. Right. right. Really but I think he has a right to have a gun. I think he has a right to come out. And I think the other guy should respect that. And say, yeah. <laughs> okay, look, it's your property. You have a gun. You've asked me to leave. I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna run over there and well walk over there and say, "Oh, I'm gonna take that gun from me and shoot you." Right. Uh, like you said, I, my mind, I I can kind of see, and, and the video is fabulous. You know, in regard not, to showing everything, in, yeah, and in, 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 right, in, in regard to showing everything, it really is good. And there was apparently somebody in the house filming too. Right. Because there's a second.
0: Yeah, no, I did see that, like, in the window, which is crazy because the gunshot looked like it was, like, kind of towards the window. Yeah,
1: and I don't know who's in the house because, you know, when when the first guy says, oh, I'm going to sue you and I'm going to subpoena you and I'm going to subpoena her, he starts pointing to the house, right, Right. as as those other people in the house. (laughs) So, yeah, it it just this whole thing and, and, you know, getting back to kind of the beginning, like, if you're going through a heated custody you know, you got to just kind of keep your wits about you. I get it. that This guy's probably been tweaked, you know, and screwed over and he's pissed. Right. And, you know, new boyfriend's probably a pain in his ass, too. So he's mad at him. And, you know, but it's just a it's just a bad situation all around. Yeah. I mean, and this happens all the time. I mean, it
0: might not always escalate to gunshots, but... I mean, fights, you know, breaking into a house or kicking a door down or, you know, that kind of stuff happens all the time.
1: It it happens a lot and and it's so emotionally charged. And, and, people and that's are going what's scary it. about it. it. I've never, look, I've never gone through it. I'm pretty level headed, but people just lose it. And this is kind of the stuff that happens in there was that case not too long ago where the guy remember he lost custody of his kids and then he went and shot the judge right oh geez um, yeah I don't know if you saw that it was probably a couple months ago I think it was in Maryland oh my uh, there was god a, there was a custody case right and um, you know I, I think the judge uh, a little sketchy you know you could probably google it um, you know ruled against the guy and the guy basically, like, went over to the judge's house and waited for him to come outside and shot him, right? Um, Jesus. So, like, these things
0: happen. That's scary. Um, See, I, I couldn't do jobs like this, man.
1: Yeah, I've never, and you've probably asked asked me before, I don't, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not really frightened of it. Um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should be. More I have frightened. asked
0: you if you've had like clients uh, or people that you've represented against retaliate on you and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never, I never have. I mean, I've, I've had people, you know, I think I've, you know, you know, yell at me or jaw at me a little bit, you know, on the way out, you know, but I've never had anybody threaten me. Right. Um, you know, which I guess is fortunate. Yeah, they usually you know direct direct their anger at the other party, um, which is the right thing. still not, not the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, well, here. I mean, you don't want
0: to go toe to toe with a lawyer. You're losing, all
1: right. Like, yeah,
0: you are losing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, as I said, I, I and look, I try to you know reduce the temperature. Right, I, I try to. You know, I try to, I think everybody should see their kids. I think everybody should follow the custody order. I think everybody should work together. It works so much better for your kids. Right. It works so much better for you and your mental health, you know, not being, you know, crazy wild over this stuff. But, you know, sometimes people, people just go, go nuts. And I find that it mostly is, um, you know, uh, it's mostly custody cases. That seems to be the worst of of the cases that I hear.
0: Right. I mean, well, a lot of cases, the custody is what, you know, it, it's, it's a synonym for leverage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's something that some, one parent has over the other parent to continue to drive their emotions because— They're either not over the relationship, they're upset with the ending of the relationship, and it has nothing to do with the kid, but the kid's the one piece of leverage they can use to get back at the other parent.
1: Yeah, and the kids are the kind of thing you can't, you know, replace, right? So... You know, if, if you're arguing over money or, you know, the sofa or, you know, the beach house, right? Yeah, yeah, and your, <laughs> your spouse gets it. <laughs> it's good
0: to know that you can replace the beach house, Carl.
1: Yeah, I guess you can always <laughs> buy another one. <laughs> you always buy another sofa or flat. But your kid is your kid, right? Right, so, yeah. <laughs> You know, if, if somebody, if, if wife gets custody of the kid, you're like, uh, you know, you're kind of stuck, right? You can't really replace that. Right. So I I think that's a lot of why people get so you know emotionally charged by all this stuff.
0: Um, and you say you've dealt with like elevated emotions during custody. Does anything come to mind that you could share? That's that was like a you know a, a crazier incident, or like you know it was just a lot more than than the average case that you deal with.
1: I. <laughs> have to be-
0: i feel like you do have one uh, yeah
1: <laughs> i do i have to you know don't get in I, trouble I,
0: talking about it if you can't but you know no, just curious
1: i i had a case uh it was probably 10 or 15 years ago it was a custody case and and mother you know was very volatile and and one time she was supposed to get the kids and she didn't get the kids okay um and I, I if i tell you what happened it would probably give away the case so i don't want to okay i'll tell you off air and i i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was kind of but she did something i thought was kind of crazy and she actually ended up in jail as a result of it for a oh geez so it, it was you know she didn't kill anybody or anything like that right um but but she had but she lashed
0: out legally like in a criminal way something
1: pretty pretty reckless um and i you know i have seen you know big picture like okay uh, i didn't get my kids so i'm gonna go over and slash dad's tires right right right. or I'm, i'm gonna go smash his windshield i've seen kind of stuff like that okay um you know, when people just like kind of lose it. And and, they,
0: and like, how does the judge react to that kind of stuff? I can't imagine it's good, but like, does that affect your ability to even have custody? Or like,
1: can it? You know, it? It does. It should, but it doesn't really affect as much. The judges let a lot slide. Right. now, that's just Montgomery County, right? Or is
0: this like in all the like counties that you've experienced? Because you could practice in all the uh, yeah. PA, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mostly you do Montgomery County, Bucks County, Delaware County, and right. Chester. But no, I find that for the most part, you know, I I think they kind of understand that people people get emotionally attached and they might do stupid stuff. And but I think they don't. I think and I think they're partially right that that's not really a reason that you shouldn't see your kid. Right. Right. If you if you hate your spouse your ex-spouse your your baby daddy whatever we're calling him so much that you just you know you see them and you just see red you just go nuts right i think judges realize that you know okay stuff happens like you know there's it may be a bad analogy but when you have you know sports teams right people people oh, so we're relating <laughs> custody to sports here yeah. okay yeah well people you know i'm i'm not like a super fan but people go Nuts like, you know, Eagles fans, right? Like yeah. our, t- our, our team lost the Super Bowl. So let's like just run out and like. Just burn the city cop- down. Yeah, right. Flip <laughs> over cop cars and go right. you know, brick windows or uh, I'm going to like punch a hole in my flat screen TV, right? Oh my God. Because my team lost. People are and, nuts. And people, are, people are like that. But imagine like, a, you know, that's a sports team. People go berserk. Right. Imagine, you know, kids in custody. They, they really can go crazy because I, I, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen YouTube videos and stuff where people, you know, their team loses and they, you know, they kick the TV yeah. <laughs> off the stand or they, they throw the remote at it and break it or they, <laughs>
0: <Yep>. they <just laughs> go yeah, nuts. Man.
1: Yeah. They, they go out and they riot in the streets and, and that's like, people just get, get kind of emotionally lost. And I think the judges kind of realized to a certain extent if you're not being harmful to the kid, yeah, maybe maybe we kind of you know let it slide because we realize eh, it's it's an emotional thing, right? Um, but the the other thing I thought was interesting, and I know we're mostly focusing on the custody and and custody exchanges. A lot of people, just to touch on the custody stuff, right? A lot of people do these exchanges at like police stations or uh public uh public places right yeah i mean a
0: lot of police stations have those they have designated spots which are on camera and designed for exchanges such as custody exchanges. They also have it for like, you know, Craigslist or Facebook marketplace exchanges. Yep. It's really just an open lot for you to use for any reason to meet somebody where there might be an elevated emotion or to meet a stranger to do an exchange of something. And those spots are always on camera and they're available at like most police stations nowadays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of people that do it like at Wawa Um wawa's got great cameras everywhere right right (laughs) wawa parking lots um oh yeah you know you know some some places cameras like you know walmart or whatever outside or whatever and it's public so people are less like in this situation if they were doing this exchange at at the wawa right like mother could have just walked in to the wawa And even if dad is screaming like a lunatic, somebody there is going to probably just call the police. And, and, you know, I don't think anyone's going to come from behind the counter with a gun, right? Right. So sometimes that makes more sense because you're kind of on neutral ground. No, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And I think this case, if it was on neutral ground somewhere, I think this is a totally different case, obviously. Right the reason the guy's not charged is cuz it's his house um you know you know the guy who, who the shooter it's it's on his property so right. but if this is at the wawa and he gets out of the car with a gun and, and this goes down i think it's a totally different case um, oh yeah i
0: agree because yeah if he wasn't on his own property i absolutely agree that would be a different yeah. case
1: I mean, you still have the self-defense argument, um, but I, I, I feel i feel as though he probably would have been charged criminally. I still um,
0: stand by the fact that I don't think, and this isn't me saying that you shouldn't have gun rights, but I still don't think that gun should have ever been brought out. He wasn't, he didn't even have a weapon. He didn't even have a shoelace. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why no, I, that was brought I, out.
1: I don't think he probably should. I, I don't think he should have done that. I really yeah. don't. I don't know if it if it raises to the level of a crime, right? Uh, obviously, the grand jury thought it didn't. I mean, the other interesting angle of this is now they're suing this guy, right? Um, Who's there? the The dead guy's wife.
0: So the widow. Uh, the nicer the way widow, of saying it. Yeah,
1: so
0: the, <laughs> <laughs> just gotta guy, clarify the guys. The dead guy's <laughs> wife. <laughs> the widow okay all right so the widow
1: (laughs) i guess that sounds a little more (laughs) i'm just trying to you know i got between the guys right yeah yeah his wife which i i think she's the one who filmed all this right uh i'm pretty sure she was the one in the car filming the whole thing she has filed a wrongful death lawsuit and the also his I think his mother and his children filed. So there's two wrongful death lawsuits that were filed against the shooter. And um, I thought that was kind of interesting because A, the guy, I'm wondering if he has money because they also indicated like they suit him and his business, which was kind of, I thought was odd. Billy, why would you
0: involve a business?
1: Yeah, he must work he works from home so you know i guess the house is his office right right um, and but yeah the 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 wrongful death lawsuits i think uh, i think the widows sued for like 50 million dollars oh my uh, god which makes me wonder because look it, it sounds great if somebody to, has to it <laughs> yeah if somebody has money right like if look if you're suing you know, a hospital or, you know, uh, a big, a big corporation, yeah, that, you know, for wrongful death, you're going to get some money probably if you can prove your case. If you're suing an individual, um, it, it's, you know, it's a lot of work and I'm surprised a lawyer would take it because usually a lawyer is going to do it on a contingent fee. Right. So, uh, I you know, if I don't think I'm going to get any money out of the case, I'm not, Got to file a wrongful death lawsuit against this guy right but maybe maybe he's got some money um you know you 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 can sue for like pain and suffering you can sue for lost wages you can sue for loss of companionship um emotional distress emotional distress i mean look that woman who's sitting in the car his wife the widow you know watches her husband get murdered basically in cold blood and um I'm saying murdered but <laughs> shot dead yeah that's pretty traumatic uh, yeah right I'd i mean say. i think that's that's pretty big damages the the interesting kind of part of the whole thing is you get in the the guy who shot him has the same kind of defenses that he does to the to the murder charge so okay, you know so you know they're saying well he was negligent bringing out the gun and he was you know he he, he shot you know he shot the guy he killed him and as a result we were entitled to damages well he's going to come out and the shooter guy is going to say the same thing he's going to say well hold on a minute I, I came out with the gun told him to get off my property and he walks over to me, grabs the gun, says he's going to take it from me and use it. I wrestle, you know, I wrestle free from him. Right. And then as I turn, he's coming towards me, and I shoot him. Okay, that might that might kill the wrongful death suit too, because now it's kind of justified. Hmm. You know, right. It's no longer. You know, I, I guess if if you and I are driving in a car and and I'm driving fast, right, I'm speeding and you're and you say, hey, slow down. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm fine. And you say no. And suppose you you grab the wheel and and and, and yank it and we crash. Right. Right. And, and then you're killed. <laughs> I survive. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, your family sues me for wrongful death. And say, well, as a result of Carl's speeding, you know, my, you know, James was killed. Well, I can present the defense and say, no, my speeding really wasn't the problem. Right. You know, James grabbed the wheel and pulled it, you know, to try to get me to pull over. And that's when the car, you know, careened off the road or whatever. Right. So it's not really a slam dunk lawsuit, I don't think. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, I think she's got
0: some emotional distress, but I don't.
1: Yeah, I, I think don't she know. does too. I, I think she has. How do you she, value she, that? She clearly has damages, but you know, you you got to have liability first, right? <laughs> so you know, like in my, in my scenario, yeah, you you're dead, so that's it's a lot of damages there, right? But but do you have liability? Is it my fault? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that it is. So you're right. How, and, and getting back to your question, how do you value that? It's tricky because how do you compensate somebody for pain and suffering? Those are always tricky cases um, because it's not like it's not like dollars. It, it's not like it lost wages, right? If, if this guy, the, the guy who got shot, made fifty thousand a year, right? you can say, okay, he, he made 50000 a year. He was 50, I think he was 54 or something. He was going to work another 10 years, so he would have made another $500,000. So as a result of him being killed, I lost out on $500,000. Right. That's an, that's an easy number to prove, right?
0: Sure, yeah. Uh, much easier.
1: Yeah, much easier than, um, you know, I was married to the guy, uh, we were married for 10 years or whatever, and now I'm never going to see him again. Right. What's it, what's that worth? What would you say?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, how do you value that? I have no uh, idea.
1: Yeah, and if you say life expectancy, right? Because the- i say sandwich. give me $5,000 a week for the rest of my right, life. Yeah, right, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and that's kind of, kind of, it you know, is I don't do wrongful death lawsuits, um, but it's not like, You know, people would say, okay, what, what, if if the love of your life were killed and you had to, you know, now I'm, my life expectancy is another 25 years or whatever. So, so for the next 25 years, I got to think about, you know, every day I'm going to have nightmares about watching my husband get shot.
0: Oh, I couldn't even imagine.
1: And, and we're going to miss, you know, weddings and we're going to miss the kids' graduation and we're going to, because we were all going to share all this stuff and we were planning, you know, to retire and move to Florida and now all that's gone because this guy shot my husband. Those numbers get pretty big, (laughs) you know, I think they get pretty big. Um, I, I would be completely, you know, $10 million. I would have no problem with that. Right. I, I mean, you're I, saying- I don't know how I, you I don't
0: know how you value yeah. it. I don't think there's any number that's going to make that person happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's just not. I mean, look, some people say, well, if I had $10 million, I'd be happy. Yeah, maybe, but it's not going to make you stop thinking about that. It's not going to make you right. stop missing that person.
1: Right, and some people might say, look, a million dollars, okay. Some people might say 10 million. Some, they, the, the lawsuit was filed for 50- Right. But you always aim high, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you always, <laughs> yeah. And you just kind of, you can say whatever number you right. want. It's easy. Like, it's easier once you start, you know, when you have like economic damages, which is like lost wages, Um, you could have stuff like medical bills. Like if this guy had been shot and he went to the hospital, you know, and he was on life support for, you know, 30 days and then he died, you could sue for that. Right. The, right medical expenses. Once you start to get those numbers on paper, like if somebody gets killed young, you know, I'm a 30, 30 year old attorney gets killed. And when I'm killed, I'm, you know, I'm making a hundred thousand a year. And, you know, you, you have, you know, actual experts come in and they will say, okay, yeah, he, he was making, you know, a hundred thousand when he died. Uh, the average, you know, raises t- you know 10 percent per year and then he would have made partner at some point and then he would have made 150 and and Jeez, they can they really bring
0: it. it down and, yeah yeah they,
1: they can project it out and they'll put a number and says okay you know over 30 years this guy could have made another five million dollars oh my god you, you know I, I don't know what this guy did for a living right but it, you know it all, where we started the conversation it always comes back to even if the jury says okay 50 million how do you get paid
0: well you yeah know, that's right how how do do he, <laughs> right like what is, yeah that's true
1: yeah because because i don't know what this guy has the guy who who shot shot him i mean you don't insurance doesn't cover that obviously right uh, insurance wouldn't cover something like that i don't i don't think unless they're kind of claiming it some sort of negligence as opposed to intentional acts I mean, I think it's intentional Um, because like insurance generally won't cover an intentional act. It'll cover a negligent act. Right. So you don't want to plead yourself out of court or out of money. And they said, I don't do a lot of, I don't do personal injury, so I don't know. Yeah, but you're right.
0: Like one of the bigger problems about doing lawsuits like this is yes, you can get the judgment, but how do you get the money? You know,
1: it's it's a huge problem. Right. It's it's a huge problem because sometimes you get, you know sometimes you even get, you sue a corporation and they and they go bankrupt yeah this, this guy could file bankruptcy he probably will I mean you, just so if, does
0: filing bankruptcy like exempt you from those yeah, from yeah like, we'll
1: get you will get you out of it from like a, it'll judgment. get
0: you out of a judgment yeah really mm-hmm.
1: yeah so but but all right there's got to
0: be like you can't just file a bankruptcy like you actually have to go bankrupt right
1: well right yeah i mean you can't you can't file bankruptcy if you have 10 million dollars in the bank and say oh i'm I'm not paying him right (laughs) okay Uh, no (laughs) no you you could spend it down and i don't know texas I, i don't do a lot of bankruptcy but i know certain things i believe are exempt from like creditors you know like uh, IRAs and 401ks and stuff like that so so you can move your money around or, huh yeah I think you could, <laughs> I mean, yeah I think you couldn't attach it or collect it they could probably collect against his house unless the house is in joint name with somebody else it becomes you know it becomes if it's in a joint
0: name can they take his portion of it like how would that work
1: it it, de- it depends not in, like if in Pennsylvania if it's husband and wife no the whole house is protected if if you and i own a house right and there's a judgment against me then yes they could go after half of the house okay uh married people are treated a little a little differently because they, they they're basically treated as one entity right. so a judgment against a husband does not affect jointly held property with a wife now if you get a judgment against both of them that that's different, right? Um, okay. But he's—I don't—I I don't think he's married to anybody. I'm guessing that his house is in his name alone, which is probably a problem. <laughs> if, if for a lawsuit, a yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that angle I, I find kind of interesting. The whole wrongful death. I mean, um, so but,
0: how complicated? Like, how, uh, the wrong for, the the wrongful death versus the. The, uh, the grand jury, jury decision, will they play a role with each other? Like, will that grand jury decision affect the wrongful death case?
1: No, no.
0: They're completely separate?
1: It, they're completely separate. Now, if he was convicted, yes, that becomes, because because that's a higher standard, right? That's okay. beyond a reasonable doubt. So if he was convicted um, of murdering this guy, for example, then they could use that in the wrongful death lawsuit, because because he can't now say well it was self-defense right because
0: because he was charged with murder right he
1: he presented his self-defense argument at trial and he it, it didn't fly because obviously he was convicted
0: right okay
1: so so they were kind of waiting around i think one of the articles had said and it's not uncommon they kind of wait around to see what happens with the criminal charges because the criminal charges would make the wrongful death lawsuit a heck of a lot easier. Um, you know, that, that that happened with the OJ and the OJ trial. I love my OJ trial. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> but you he do. Was, he was acquitted of killing, you know, Ron Goldman and, and Nicole, but they still sued him for wrongful death and they won. Right. And as far as the wrongful death, they had to show that he killed them which obviously they proved um, in the wrongful death action. And then they got a huge judgment against him, but he doesn't, you know, he's still out golfing. He doesn't, he's not paying it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You love that OJ case. I wonder how many podcasts you brought that up.
1: (laughs) I lived through it. I think I, (laughs) I I think I was right out of law school in that case. It was, and you know, the beauty of the OJ case not to not to get too uh, here we go <laughs> going right back to it. <laughs> was the whole thing was televised, right? The whole case. I remember my dad. You know, he was retired at the time. He used to sit there like all day and watch the OJ. I mean, it was on. <laughs> it was on every day. It's like, like a television from, show at that point. Yeah, like nine to five, and then it you know whatever, and then at five o'clock. Then all the news stations would talk about it, right? <laughs> so it was like it was, and I think that's great. I mean, I think all trials should be televised. Uh, I mean, not not family court stuff, but right. I, I think people get a uh, would get a much better flavor for how this this whole legal system works. Like, I I think all these, I think more trials should be televised. I don't know why. They're not, um, especially criminal trials. Um,
0: I'll tell you why, because it gives you an insight into the legal system. And if yeah. they want to do some crooked stuff, they don't want it on TV.
1: <laughs> well, I know the judges kind of don't like it um, because you can, yeah, you can kind of say control the record, you know, what people hear and what people don't hear. Um, I then, you know, I don't know. Our last podcast was was Young Thug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess his trial has started, but I'm assuming it's not televised. But I would, uh, I'd love to watch some of that. I mean, the other thing people will realize is how ungodly slow a trial is. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know how many months the OJ trial was, but my God, that went on. It went on forever. It was, you know, and it was excruciatingly boring. (laughs) <laughs> for most of it,
0: you know, as far as uh, just to go slightly off topic, real quick, with the um, with the last podcast we did with Young Thug and the and the lyrics being used, uh, mm-hmm. my girlfriend's dad messaged me and was talking about the case with Judas Priest and oh. how they overlaid the words "do it" into their guitar riffs. And uh, oh, really? It, yeah, and I guess hmm. somebody ended up um, like there was a double suicide, and they okay. tried to blame the lyrics for like basically encouraging that person to do it. Do, do you know about that case?
1: No, I, I mean, it's, it's so I've heard kind of, I don't know if it's Judas Priest, but I've, I've heard similar like lawsuits made, um, against like, you know, rock bands or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that they try to blame the lyrics for, yeah, either, either suicide, um, I thought there was a, wasn't there a song called Suicide Solution or something? Oh my gosh. You know, I don't, you know, and I'm, but I think, I think they were trying, that That was a similar case. I, I wasn't familiar with the Judas Priest. I know who Judas Priest is. You probably don't. <laughs> I don't, but the, I,
0: I, uh, in this situation, sure. it was like. It said Judas Priest was the subject of a much publicized subliminal message trial. The lawsuit alleged that the band's recording contained hidden messages which were responsible for influence a, pairing, a pair of young men in Sparks, Nevada to make a suicide pact in 1985. And the case was eventually dismissed. But I think that's yeah, that, I was, that's interesting. You know, maybe we should yeah, uh I think it's we should do a follow up podcast. I know, I know. <laughs>
1: I, I, I was gonna say, I, I think we should definitely look into that because I'm just looking here because I remember. Uh, here we go. 37 years ago, Ozzy Osbourne was exonerated. I guess it was an Ozzy Osbourne song, um, song Suicide Solutions. See, so I was kind of right on that. Uh, in a fan death lawsuit. Oh, no, actually, Randy Button, the two other boys that the China, suicide. This does mention Judas Priest, too. I wonder if yeah, it's I'm sure Judas
0: Priest the- became case law for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I see Oz- Ozzy Osbourne and I remember that song. Um, I thought I was a big Ozzy fan, but I like Ozzy. <laughs>
0: He's got some good songs. Dreamer. Um, I like Dreamer.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that and you know, when he was Black Sabbath, I mean, <laughs> before he became a reality TV star. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see the Osbournes? I've no? seen a little bit
0: of it, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's I just remember everybody saying he, you can never tell what he really says s- unless he sings. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I was going to say, because I was just about to say that, like he he mumbles and you can't, he's got a heavy accent, but when he sings, he's perfectly clear. <laughs> 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 it's very strange. That's, that goes back to our young Fog. where remember I says, if you, if you rap your admission, you're okay, but if you just talk it.
0: Yeah, and then it can be
1: admitted against you.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, no, we're we're, before, before we get too
0: off topic here, we are coming up on the end of the podcast yeah, yeah. here. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this case before we wrap it up?
1: No, in- interesting case, but I think big big picture Like you know, if you're involved in a custody case, or you know, if if somebody, if your your you know new girlfriend or new boyfriend, I can't say that are are involved. You you got to just stay out of it. Like this guy should have never been involved in this. He it was dumb for him to get involved. And you know, the other guy, look, unfortunately, he made the wrong decision. If if you don't have your kid right, you you got to you go file for contempt. Are you going to be successful? Mm, Maybe, maybe not. But you know, at least you're not dead. (laughs) Yeah, this poor guy.
0: Right. So,
1: but yeah, you got to try to keep your keep your cool on these things because you know they they get heated and you know things can turn out poorly as we see here. Yeah,
0: absolutely tragic. Uh, it's terrible that the potential stepfather, I don't know if he is a stepfather, but I believe so, you know, is is potentially now fathering the child of the father that mm-hmm. he killed, which is absolutely crazy.
1: And yeah, these kids are going to need a lot of therapy. You know?
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tragic. If you guys find yourself in a situation like that or, you know, things are getting heated, the custody orders not being filed, I highly recommend you reaching out to Carl he can help you out with that kind of stuff. He can help you get a different agreement. He can help you enforce that agreement. Even though the courts don't do a lot, believe it or not, hearing from a lawyer is usually enough to influence somebody to behave themselves. I've seen it. It does work. Hit up Carl, set up a consultation, tell him your story and get that sorted out. We'll catch you guys on next podcast. The information contained in this podcast is provided for general information purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice or advice for a specific case or legal matter. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as an agreement for legal representation. This podcast and parties do not represent you in your particular matter unless there's an express written representation agreement between you and this firm. If you're interested in obtaining legal services, head over to cnaplaw.com or call 215-268-6333 and schedule an appointment today. That's cnaplaw.com, 215-268-6333. For more high-quality music like this, head over to bensounds.com.